I tell you, oh my god! I I have one of my buddies down here. His name is also Jake. Coincidentally, had him try it, and I go, "What's the first thing you think of when you taste this?" And he goes, "Sprite." And I go, "That's what we thought." Yeah, just definitely Sprite. It's just unfortunate that it has seven carbs, five of which are sugar. But you also tried the uh, uh, what the hell? The pumpkin, pumpkin spice. From oh yeah, really enjoys that as well. First, first comment was, "This is really tasty to drink, but I would not want to get sick off of this." And I was like, "Yeah, I agree with yeah. that." The, That's probably true. We didn't even take that into consideration on Sunday. Well, I think, I mean, I don't know when you're when you're drinking and when you're taste testing things. Like Bud Light doesn't make it intentionally for you to drink so much to the point you get sick off of it. So I don't think that's fair to that's take true. into consideration, right? Yeah, that's probably true. It's kind of your it's own probably... personal preference. Like if something you you actively eat and or drink it and it makes you sick, that's you know one thing. But to just drink in excess to the point where you make yourself sick, that's not the company's fault. Yeah, are we like? Is there anything that tastes good coming up? Like uh, you're I've like, heard, oh, that was pleasant. I've heard the best thing to eat if you know you're gonna hurl. And I know this is great conversation, but uh, is vanilla ice cream. I've heard that it is mm-hmm. not not bad coming up, you know, because not only does the dairy in it kind of neutralize some of your stomach acid so it doesn't burn, but yeah. then the vanilla probably tastes pretty similar, you know, coming up as it did going down. So there you go. <clears throat> My suggestion okay. is if you're going to get shit housed and likely throw up later maybe keep a pint of ice cream by your bed wake up a half hour before you throw up just pound some ice cream then go back to bed and when you wake up later you're good to go if you're keeping a pint of ice cream by your bed you better have a freezer too or it's just going to be sugar milk <laughs> that's what it's going to be coming up anyway so you may that's as well true you might as well thaw it out or actually that's not a bad idea just make sugar milk you know, obviously, ice cream, melted vanilla ice cream. Keep that by your bed. Then right when you know you're going to throw up, pound some of that down. And then when you throw <laughs> it up, there you go. All done. We're now doctors. We are officially doctors. I think that is like 95% of the, the final medical exam is what tastes good throwing up as it does coming down. Yeah. And we just, yeah, we We're just cracked. told the whole audience we, we the secret. Now, now the entire audience, anybody who listens to us, can be a doctor. They know the secret. That's why. That's why you need to listen. We to just we're informed. We just solved the Da Vinci Code. We're educational, and we solved the the Da Vinci Code, as you say. Yeah. All right. Oh. Well, I see. A, I see you are uh, rocking our our hopefully sometime in the future sponsors gear, uh, some Savannah <laughs> bananas gear. That's uh, bananas. good stuff. You had uh, you had the host or not? Excuse me. You had the uh, not the host. What am, what am I thinking? The, the owner, the owner of the team. That's right. Yeah. On on one of the other podcasts on this same network, the All the Best Things yeah. podcast. So yeah, a little little true. plug for you there. You know. Yeah, yeah. He was an interesting guy to say the least. Super high energy, and uh, I like the brand of baseball that they instilled down there in savannah georgia so did he wear the yellow suit uh he did he is the yellow tux man yeah yeah 
I think he did our interview from like a closet, also. Like, just some closet in the baseball stadium. I I don't know. Doing podcasts from closets, and I don't know. It's strange because uh, the the two guys from Scrubs, Donald Faison and uh, um, Zach Braff, Braff, they do a yeah, they do a podcast, uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, funny podcast. If you're into the show Scrubs, and even if you're not, it's a funny podcast, but it's centered around a Scrubs rewatch that they're doing, so you should probably ah. be a fan of the show. But anyway, uh, he, Donald Faison, podcasts from his closet. That's like his thing. I don't know. I think it's the only room in the house where he can like hide and be alone, you know, from his Yeah, but I mean, family. he's probably got an enormous closet. It's probably the size of one of our bedrooms. Well, that's fair. Yeah, that's probably fair. But even still. His his closet that he it's probably a full-blown like recording studio. Yeah, seriously. I I'm, I'm sure at this point it is. The first episode may have been from his actual closet, but at this point I'm sure it's a full-blown recording studio that just happens to have some like clothes and shoes in it. Oh no, we've lost Dan. Did I lose you already? Oh, you're back. Uh, oh, there you are. You're back. I think I am. Are you we're, back? We're back. We are back. Yeah. We we okay. may experience some technical difficulties there, folks, but we're back. Let's get into the Uh, the intro of this episode. Uh, this is going to be episode 16, part D, part two. Because, well, actually, it's. doesn't speak French. Uh, yeah, part two. But it's not really a part two, it's just a redo. So. We, we decided yeah, part... after the fact that episode 16 was a little. Uh, we're, professionally, we're just going to call it low energy. That's. Low energy. I think the term we're going for. Uh, unprofessionally, it was dog shit. It was not great. <laughs> That's exactly it. It was. <laughs> it was like when you step, like you're mowing the lawn, and you step in yeah. dog poop on your shoe, and you're just yeah. you continue mowing but try to get the poop off at the same time. That's what. That's what that episode was. <laughs> With every step, you kind of drag it in the lawn a little bit more, trying to get it, and eventually you start trying to drag the sidewalls a little bit. But in reality, all you're doing is just pushing it around and just pushing it deeper into the crevices. So later, that's what I was just going to say. You're getting it, it deeper. Yeah, you're getting it deeper, and then you got to take yeah. the garden hose to your shoe because you, you're not like you're not putting that in the washing machine or going to spray it in the sink. So you got to wash your whole shoe yeah. out in the yard. It's a yeah. it's a pain. It's just it's not fun. It's not fun. If you haven't stepped in dog shit, good for you. You know that's <laughs> a luxury that I do not have. I go to the dog park a lot. Yeah, yeah. And not and, everybody uh, picks up after their pets. That's true. Yeah. It's unfortunate, really, but it is true. Um, you know what I heard? Um, what did you hear? Seeing that this is uh, bullshitters, we're gonna talk some shit. Um, you know, I don't, you probably saw the picture of, I don't even know her real name, but AOC. Yeah, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. There we go. You know who she is. I have no idea what position she holds either. She's something in the government. She's a, I, I believe she's a state senator from... Is she a senator? My God. 
we'll see. We'll see where she is a state senator from. Uh, Danny, the intern, will look it up. Uh, okay. But yeah, no uh, American political. Uh, oh, she's a representative for New York's 14th congressional district. So she's a she's a congresswoman. Okay. All right. Well, uh, she went to the Met Gala, I guess. Yep. And yep. wore a dress that said, uh, what, tax the rich? Tax the rich. That is correct. But it was in yeah. really, like, bright red font that looked like it was scribbled by, like, I don't know, like a prison inmate on their cell wall that, you know, it's just like their mantra. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It did look oddly like smeared blood on a white dress. Yeah. Maybe so, something the Joker would write, like, on his, you know, like, the, yeah. his mantra, like, tax the rich. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, it came out maybe today, maybe yesterday, but I read it today, that the designer of that dress is $130,000 behind in taxes. <laughs> is that not ironic? Is, that is, yeah, that is ironic. That is, is there something? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How rich do you have to be to be $130,000 behind in taxes and no one gives a shit? I would assume, so I would assume that's probably business taxes, not personal income taxes. But okay. but, but still. I still I still agree with your sentiment that if if you can just be 100 like like as an individual, if I'm like 10 or $15,000 behind on my taxes, I'm behind the eight ball, and you can bet your ass I'm getting calls regularly from collection. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> See, it even choked you up a little bit to talk about it, that much I, debt. It was sad. I was sad thinking about $15,000 in debt. Yeah. <laughs> but I no, don't understand that how... Is, yeah. America is... You know, you know what? You know what keeps me going through these, like, pandemic times and all the COVID stuff? It's all the irony. It's all the just like that. Like that I mean, that's just a weird situation. And for that information to come out, it's like come on, man. Also, never mind the fact that AOC was at the Met Gala, which yeah. is to my understanding $35,000 a plate to have very, dinner with famous people. Very full of rich and famous people. I believe it's thirty-five thousand uh, dollars a plate. Like, uh, looks like a report. Uh, you are incorrect. It is only thirty thousand dollars per ticket. Oh, so, you know, oh, oh, but the, okay, thirty thousand dollars <laughs> a ticket to yeah. eat dinner with people you don't know. Yeah, no, I, uh, I probably it would take uh, probably about that much for me to just. It want to have dinner with people I don't know. Now, granted, these are all rich and famous people that I would probably be at least vaguely familiar with, if not actually want to eat dinner with them. So I can understand that. But if you were to just say, Dan, I want you to go to a random event, like, I don't know, say the, you know, the Humane Society is throwing a charity event. Yeah. Uh, and I want you to just go for an entire evening for six hours. You know, you got to dress up in your nicest your nicest, your Sunday best, and go mm -hmm. sit and have dinner and just converse for six hours on camera with the entire world watching with random fucking people. 
Yeah, I'd say about $30,000 $30, would get me there. They'd have to pay you, though. You're not oh, paying yeah. $30,000 no, to experience I'm that. I'm not paying thirty k. They're paying me that. So. Right. How come there wasn't any, like, Make-A-Wish kids at Met Gala? That's a fine question. There ought to be. Why, why wasn't there any charity at all involved in that? Like, that what? wasn't a jab at Make-A-Wish. Like, why wasn't there... I'll be uh, honest. Any, I don't anybody. I really know what... I mean, I understand that the Met probably is either going to support the Metropolitan Opera or the Metropolitan Museum of Arts, I assume is what it is. Maybe Arts and Science. I don't know. I, I doubt there's yeah. too much science, but I imagine it would be Arts. But, like, what... What do they do with all that money that they raised? Thirty thousand dollars a plate. How many people attended? Let's assume at uh, least a few hundred people attend. Yeah. So I mean, you're looking at even if only a hundred people attend, you're looking at three million dollars. Let's say you know three hundred people attend, you're looking at ten million bucks raised. What the fuck do they do with ten million dollars? I just want to know what the caliber of conversation would be between AOC and Kim Kardashian, who was wearing a fucking morph suit the whole time. <laughs> that had to have been quality conversation. Uh, so I don't know if you have seen the TV show Dave on Hulu. About I've uh, heard of it. I love Lil Dicky's music. Yeah, about the rapper Lil Dicky. So, Dave Bird. Yeah, Dave Bird. Uh, at one point, both... Kim and Chloe make a, uh, I don't know, a cameo, I guess. Sure. And uh, it was actually really interesting to see them in almost kind of their natural environment. I understand it's a TV show and it was all staged. But at the time, the reason that they're on the TV show is that Dave gets invited to uh, Justin Bieber's birthday party. Oh, perfect. And so, you know, obviously it's full of rich and famous people. And Kim and Chloe are both there. And Dave at one point sits down and he is talking to Kim and Chloe. And I, I even can remember the conversation because uh, at one point they say they, it, it, it's somehow talking about like transgender people. And Dave goes, I can't, as a man, I can't give birth. And they go, no, a man did give birth. And he goes, that's impossible. That's 100% untrue. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, a man gave birth. And what it turns out is the story they were referencing was a transgender female to male person ended up giving birth after their so-called, you know, their their transition. But yeah. genetically and biologically, they were still, they still had all the female, you know, reproductive system in order to give birth. A man didn't actually give birth. Hmm. Uh, so anyway... That whole thing, but it was funny to listen to them talk about that and see them in the show because I always think of Kim and Chloe, and I I know absolutely nothing about the Kardashians, but I always yeah. think of them as pretty vapid, like just worthless human beings, honestly. And that's probably going to get our podcast canceled if it isn't already canceled. Honestly, <laughs> I don't think we record these things for anything other than our own amusement at this point. That's but, true. <laughs> it's just us rekindling our friendship each week. Exactly. That's what we're trying to keep the spark alive, you know, from yeah. 500 miles away. But yep. to, to listen to them actually uh, talk about, you know, rather interesting and intelligent conversation and, and view them as, you know, human beings rather than these just celebrity figures that everybody yeah. has in their mind was... It was interesting. So I would actually be curious 
to hear what the legitimate conversation would be like between, say, AOC and Kim Kardashian and, say, I don't know, let's throw Steve Martin into the mix. Like, what would those three people talk about? What could they possibly converse about? Not that I don't even know if Steve Martin was at the Met Gala, but... I don't think he's currently famous enough. I don't know. Well, I mean, I would think so. I mean, he's like, he's like OG famous. Yeah, but OG isn't cool anymore. That's fair. That's fair. He did just come out with the Hulu Only Murderers in the Building, though. Or Only Murderers. You, you plugged that, like, in it's three, great show. It's great. three watch it. different episodes of the show. We should all at least have seen one episode by now. And I will admit, I have seen zero episodes. Well, see, you're just behind the times then. I'm a damn Our shame. Who is I'm a damn shame. I am with the current times, and you are behind You are. Times. You are. Yeah. I can't... Like, at at what age do we uh, not want to be famous anymore? Because growing up, you're like, oh, I want to be a movie star. Oh, I want to be a pro athlete. Oh, I, I want to be whatever. But when you realize, like me, at the age I am now, and I look and I'm like, those people that are famous that are at the Met Gala are literally robots. They're wearing designer clothes that... They probably are paid to wear by the designer, so the designer can get exposure and and oh, stuff sure. like that. I'm sure. Uh, they're they're probably paying thirty thousand dollars a plate to literally hate the next four or five hours of their life. Like, I don't know. I mean, that I just doesn't seem that. appealing to me. I I think. I mean, I don't know. When I was a kid, I obviously had the dream of being famous at one point or another. <clears throat> but I think the dream as a kid of being famous is actually just the dream of being rich as an adult. Because to be famous is to have all these different experiences that you see celebrities having. You know, like things like the Met Gala or like things like you see them down... You know, in, in paparazzi photo shoots down in, like, Hawaii, just laying out on the beach, or you see them on this yacht, or something like that. So I think to a right. kid, it's not specifically, I want to be famous and recognized just by random fucking people on the street. That would be my worst nightmare. If every single person I met walked up to me and was like, oh my god, damn, I love you so much, you're amazing. And I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. Like, go away. Right. I have no. How overwhelming would that be? It would be terrible to, all... to not be able to go out into the public. Yeah, like you have to look like Tom Brady to just go to the grocery store. Yeah, that would be horrible. Like, I mean, I, I in today's world, you're using Instacart or DoorDash or something. Dude, like, yeah, you're you never going in public. You would have your life wouldn't be normal anymore. You wouldn't have. It, I saw I saw a video just recently of Kanye. And he was uh, outside of his, I think it was an L.A., you know, home uh -huh. mansion, yeah. obviously, beautiful home. And he was getting into, it had gold wing doors. I'm pretty sure it was a Lamborghini or something. Mm -hmm. But it was at like 4 a.m. And they go, hey, Kanye, how's it going? And there's paparazzi, you know, probably half dozen or a dozen paparazzi outside his house at 4 a.m. And he goes, shut the fuck up. Like, get away from me. How do you think it's going? It's 4 a.m. and you're accosting me in front of my own home. 
Like, how do you yeah. think it's going? It's not great. And he's a hundred percent right. That would be terrible. That would be. That would be. It'd be horrible. Yeah. It would. It would run me to the end of my every nerve. Absolutely. To have to like look around all the time and be yeah. suspicious of yep. someone literally popping out of the bushes, mm-hmm. trying to take your picture and sell it for a couple hundred bucks to a Time yep. magazine or not Time, yep. but like People magazine or something. Yeah, he he said he literally one of his quotes was, "You guys are mosquitoes. You are blood sucking mosquitoes just trying to get a picture of me to sell." Like, go find another career. Yeah. It, it's true. I, I agree with him. I don't I never thought I would say those words that I agree with Kanye West about something because he's got some some pretty radical ideas. Yeah, to say I, the least. I one hundred percent agree with him that it's not fun and we should leave these people alone. Like I understand wanting to, you know, meet a celebrity and fine, if you just happen to run into, you know, Hugh Jackman out on a Sunday stroll, you're like, Hugh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I love quite a bit of your work. I've seen quite a bit of it. You know, it's great. And then just yeah. leave him alone and then walk away. Like, if he's nice enough to take a picture with you real quick, great. But that should be his, you know, his choice. It shouldn't be, oh, my God, just start snapping pictures with him. And right. Anyway. What, what or who, I should say, how is how is Hollywood fame dictated? Like how are how are some movie stars more famous than other movie stars? It's true. Like aren't they all in movies? I don't understand yeah. what. I, I don't understand. Like like Ryan Reynolds is a likable guy. I understand he's got the yeah. personality. People can relate to him. Oh, yeah. he's, he's funny. Not he's good looking. Whatever. Hilarious, but he's good looking and he's got the muscles and he's. He just all around seems like a pretty, like, like he's, he's probably, I think, easily one of the top 20, like, overall, just in general, like, attractive males probably in Hollywood right now. Like, honestly. Okay. Just. So, th- this is a serious question. Not that I'm a fan of this next actor, but what separates Ryan Reynolds from, like, Jake Gyllenhaal? Why don't people clamor when Jake Gyllenhaal walks out of his house and, or he does some stupid like Sprite commercial on TV or? I, I don't I mean, get it. I, what? Who? It's got to be Hollywood that dictates it, right? Like your my my preference would be pretty similar for both of them because I I enjoy a lot of Jake Gyllenhaal's work. You know, right. I, well, and he do, he's done I would say a lot more movies that have been successful. In the box office than Ryan Reynolds has and, over and his I career. Say, I would say probably well, but but to be fair, Ryan Reynolds definitely has the uh, the niche characters of. I mentioned Hugh Jackman earlier. Obviously, you think about Hugh Jackman. First thing that comes to mind is Wolverine. You think about yep. Ryan Reynolds, and any more, the first thing that comes to mind is one hundred percent Deadpool. Right. Yep. You know, if you think of, you know. Jake Gyllenhaal, it's like he's got a, a huge, huge, you know, base of work to draw from. Mm-hmm. But there's not specifically like one role that I mean, you could say, uh, wasn't it Jake Gyllenhaal in uh, the uh, what was it with um, 
crap, it was him and they I'm pretty sure they won an Oscar for it. The Brokeback Mountain playbook. It was uh best happiness playbook, best things playbook. Oh, Silver Linings Silver playbook? Lines playbook. Wasn't that Jake? That Cooper? was Bradley Cooper. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Another good looking gentleman in Hollywood, yeah. That's fair. But but uh but literally what dictates like I don't understand like in sports there's a measurable thing. Like if you suck ass, you're probably not gonna be a household no. name. That's but in fair. movies it's like I I don't know. I don't know what separates them. Well and then, then you could even compare that to somebody like you know I mean, I don't know. I when I think of somebody who's made a ton of movies that you know some of them suck ass, yeah, uh, and some yeah, of they... them are phenomenal. I you know I go straight to you know people like uh, Nicolas Cage. Like Nick Cage oh, has made yeah. some phenomenal. Really good movies. Really solid. Yeah. He's got a huge, huge, you know, platform of work to draw from. But yeah. then he's got some really not great stuff to 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 say the least. Right. So right. is is that it? Maybe like only done good stuff, but it can't be the case because Ryan Reynolds has made some some dog shit movies. Green Lantern was pretty shitty. Well, and he even acknowledges that. Uh, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal was probably most recently and most notably, at least recently, in the Spider-Man movie. Uh, in Spider-Man, what was that? It wasn't Far From Home. Oh, it was Far From Home. Excuse me. He was Mysterio. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal was. Yeah, he was. He oh, was. Mysterio. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Oh, it was really good. Really well done, actually. I. I mean, Damn. I'm a big fan of the Marvel movies, but... Okay, and then how about now, do movie movie stars are no longer, like, the box office draw? Now it's TV shows. One, uh, yes, 100%. There's, there's probably a handful of movie stars that can still pull a big audience. Otherwise, people are waiting for it to go to Netflix or Hulu or I mean, that's, Apple that's TV. Especially with... COVID and theaters being shut down, the straight release to HBO. I mean, even still, with theaters being open, HBO still gets movies same yeah. day they release in theaters, and you can get them at your own house the same day. I mean, I, I think movie theaters are, are on their way out, honestly. I still personally love the movie theater experience. I love yeah. going, I love the smell of the popcorn when you walk in the door. I don't love paying goddamn $40 for, you know, two people to go see a movie and get maybe a medium popcorn and one soda. Yeah. But yeah, I do love that experience. I love, uh, I think somebody recently, I was talking to him about it and they said, it's the fact that there's no distractions in a movie theater in, in a perfect movie theater environment. Granted, some people are assholes right. and they text through the movie and they, answer a phone call or whatever but ideally you know you just sit down you have your popcorn you have your drink maybe you have some candy and you do absolutely nothing for two solid hours besides watch the movie and occasionally quietly and i say quietly because i'm not good at that part <laughs> react to the person you're sitting with you know and you maybe 
make a comment about what's going on in the movie. But other than that, that's all you do for those two hours. You watch a movie at home. I mean, you pause it to go take a leak. You pause it to go get yourself another drink. You pause it to go make popcorn. You pause it, you know, for a variety of things. And a two-hour movie is like, you know, a standard NFL game where it'll take you three and a half hours to watch, you know? Right. Right. So that's... That actually... I teed myself up for this next question, really, but I'm I'm uh, gearing it for you this time. Hit me. What is something that we've done a lot of that one day when we have kids we'll be like, yeah, we used to go do this, and they'll be like, what the hell? Like, you weirdo. Like, oh, yeah, we used to go to the movie theater and just sit in groups of 200 people and silently watch a movie on a big screen. True. Um... What's something that that we're going to be like, we're all about it right now, but then in however long, in 20 years, yeah. we're like, oh, that's like I mean, fossil I can, I, now. I can even remember, so I, I don't know, I, I have to think on that, but I can remember, like my dad told me, when he first went to go see uh, Star Wars, the yeah. episode four, when it first came out, he waited a, in a line that wrapped around the theater, I think he said twice. It wrapped the theater twice, and he had to wait through Whoa. three showings of Star Wars before he could actually get in to see it. That's unfathomable and unheard of today. I don't care how yeah. popular the movie is. It could be Avengers Endgame, you know, where it made mm-hmm. some $2 billion-odd dollars. You can bet your ass I didn't wait in line for eight hours to see it. Right. Not at all. So that's that's something that's absolutely unheard of, you know, in this day right. age compared to back in, say, the 70s or the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I would say concerts are still probably going to be a big thing. Uh, although virtual reality is really trying to change the landscape of our, our day-to-day lives. Whether mm-hmm. it's personal entertainment, whether it's business, whether it's, you know, pornography, it doesn't matter. Virtual reality is really trying to work its way into pretty much every facet of our lives. So I'm sure there are things that we have done for a hundred years that we still think football games, for example, where it's like to go sit in a stadium with, you know, 60,000 mongrels that are just like you, just all cheering for one side or the other, getting drunk, you know, just having a great time. Like, I, I don't know if maybe that's going to change. Um, yeah, I think, maybe. I think major events like COVID, major world events, pandemics, uh, are going to change things in the same way that 9-11 changed air travel forever. Very yeah. true. That Very true. That was one event that absolutely changed everything about how we travel, you know? Well, now I, everything never... is video recorded, too. So true. you fall down on the sidewalk outside. Someone saw it. Well, and I mean, my God, our, our own personal privacy, as far as, like, cell phones are concerned, people are all concerned about... I mean, the dumb shit things that came out about the vaccine where they're like, oh, they're going to put a microchip in you. You're carrying around a goddamn microchip in your pocket voluntarily every single day, everywhere you go. 
Why would they yeah. need to microchip you? Who gives a shit? Yeah, they and, already won. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They won, you know, 15 years ago when the first iPhone came out. Yeah. Like, these people are nuts if they think that the, you know, these iPhones, A, aren't capable of listening to us, or B, that my Google Home sitting over here. I have like eight different Google Home devices spread around my house. They can hear every word I'm saying. The fact of the matter remains, I'm not important enough for even the NSA to give, you know, one iota of a shit about what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. It's true. You that's know? very true. It's well, that's what I tell people. They're like, oh, they're going to be tracking me. And I'm like, they don't give a shit about you. Yeah, they don't care about you whatsoever. Unless you're uh, out there, you know, like Googling some pretty out there topics where you're like right. looking up how to make, you know, pipe bombs or something like that. Or Even that's pretty regular practice nowadays. Honestly, it might be. I have no idea. I, I've, I've heard uh, people who have had interviews with like the NSA or like NASA or something like that, that uh-huh. the technology out there, I mean, civilian technology is like 10 to 20 years behind whatever the most advanced like government and military sectors have. Oh, and I'm sure. That's baffling to me to even consider that. Because I'm like, the technology we have today is pretty goddamn advanced. Like, I can't even imagine what they have at their disposal. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Here, I'm going to rewind a little bit. Uh, Something that I think we kind of take for granted now that won't exist, let's say, when our kids graduate high school. Yeah. I truly think that Tesla, like, is starting something with the uh, self-driving cars. That's fair. I I think that by the time our kids are in high school, they're going to be like, what? You used to have to push the pedal and steer at the same time? Yeah. You know Uh, how, like, arbitrary that sounds? Like, it's like, driving is such a serious responsibility right now. Yeah. But fast forward 15 years, and it's just, you're literally just getting in a computer... Well, yeah, to dad, take you to where you want to go. Dad's already my my dad who lives right next door to me already has a Tesla. He's got the I think it's the Model Y with the gold wing doors, and that thing, I mean, it doesn't one hundred percent drive you to where you need to go yet. You can't just mm-hmm. say, "I'm home. I want to get to the movie theater. Take me there." It's mm-hmm. not quite that advanced yet, but it's pretty damn close. It'll yeah. stop at red lights for you. It'll go when the light turns green. It'll change lanes for you. It'll, I mean, it'll avoid traffic. If a car pulls in front of you, it'll slow down. And honestly, Teslas, they've already proven it, are so much safer to have a computer behind the wheel of a car driving than it is to have a human. They, I mean, per the, the it's instantaneous rate, reaction time. Yep. The, the fatality rate per million miles driven for human drivers, I think is like, it's like, and I'm, I'm going to pull this statistic out of my ass, but I feel like I heard it's like 50 or 60 fatalities per million miles driven by a, a human. For Teslas, it's like four. Four people, yeah, but four fatalities per million miles driven, which is significantly better. In our society, there's so many people that are and I'll throw this term out here. It's just a general term. Control freaks, that they're never going to give up 
their freedoms because they feel that they lose some bit of control. Yeah. And it's like, dude, how freaking nice would it be if you're drunk or something, instead of calling Uber, you get in your own car and it drives you home. So that's the thing. Honestly, going back to your initial question that sparked this entire conversation is something that exists now that won't in the future. I don't think we're going to buy cars in the future. I think by the time the actual self-driving revolution comes around, why do I need to have my own car? All I have is a subscription service to new Uber, you know, Uber Squared or whatever the hell they're going to market. It'll be like super Uber. And it's instantaneous where you're like, okay, I'm ready to go. And a car pulls up that you pay for. And of course, since there's not going to be a steering wheel, there's not going to be anything like that. It can just be this roomy, you know, great big, you know, thing that just opens it's basic, up. It's two basically just a, a cockpit. Yeah, it'll be a mobile living room at that point, honestly. Yeah. You, where you yeah. just get in, there'll be a small table in the middle, there'll be, you know, four to six seats around it, and you can just take your drink to go and say, all right, I'm done. And you just, it'll drive you home. And that's all it'll be is a subscription service. Because what's the point of owning your own car at that point? If everything's driving itself. How would that change the road tripping experience? It would. Honestly, someone, someone on a road trip has to be driving and keeping their eyes forward on the road at all times. They're not experiencing the same thing the one in the passenger seat or in the back seat are experiencing. That's what true. if we eliminated said distractions and had everybody focusing in on the same thing? But but at that point, I think it changes the dynamic. You no longer have because basically all cars are designed the same way. Everybody's focused forward, right? All the seats right. in every car are pointed the same direction. Whereas I personally have never been in a limo, but have I? I don't think I have. I'm, I'm like 99% positive. I've never been in a limo. But every car I've ever been in, the seats are all face forward. Like, what would it be like if you didn't have to face forward and all of a sudden the seats could face each other? People would stop looking out the windows as much, right? And the entertainment might tor- turn inwards. And people could Wouldn't it be play cards like- and play video games and watch TV and watch movies and have sex and whatever they wanted in a moving vehicle. (laughs) It's funny you bring that up because I was going to say it would be more of an authentic connection. Yeah. Without having to have someone drive. I mean, think about how much shit goes in one ear and out the other when you're driving Mm -hmm. and someone's talking to you from the passenger seat. Yeah. Because your brain is focusing on if there's animals going to cross the road, if I got to take a left or a right here, how many more miles, right? How many more miles to the next destination? All while somebody is saying that they hate their coworker Stacy because she put her tampon in the toilet and flushed it and backed up the toilet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true though. It is true because right? honestly, they say that distracted driving is as bad as drunk driving, and they. They claim that, like, and I believe that because I've seen some really shitty drivers out on the road where you look at them, oh, yeah, and they're like this that while they're driving, they're looking down, 
And I'm like, yeah, put your phone down, bitch. Like, what are you doing? And anyway, that annoys the hell out of me. But that that always to me has begged the question, like, well, how is having somebody sitting in the passenger seat actively talking to you any different than talking hands-free on a on a Bluetooth headset or Bluetooth over your car? Like, are those two things exactly the same? Which is why in all the distracted driving laws, you'll notice they're all like you are required hands-free. They're required to be don't touch your phone. Like even Idaho, which was one of the states that held out the longest in making texting and driving illegal and making actually holding your phone to your ear and talking on the phone illegal. And even Idaho has now done that, which Idaho claims to be one of the states that champions individual, you know, civil liberties, similar to how uh-huh. Texas does. Like, yeah. I think people finally realized, all right, that's dumb. You shouldn't be actively trying to operate your phone, especially when phones do everything now. You can, you True. know, from playing games to, to accessing every bit of human knowledge that's ever been written down to, you it's know. very true. To, to just texting your significant other that you'll be two minutes late for dinner. Right. Uh, how will, or how would, I guess, not that it's a definitive thing, but how would self-driving vehicles of any sort, how would that change, like, like you said, limo services, taxi services, private jet services. I wouldn't need to fly a private jet if every car is going. You know what I mean? Like, there's not going to be a slow car or a fast lane. Or... It's interesting. Uh, the idea to me of self-driving cars, once advanced enough and once required, eliminate the need for traffic rules at all that's true because in theory you could have an intersection of cars doing you know 80 or 100 miles an hour and all the cars function essentially as one computer where they're all talking to each other and you no longer have the need of okay this cars go this way and then right this right way. four-way yeah. stops would become it could obsolete. always be cars just constantly flying through the intersection constant roundabouts yep yeah. And, and even if you did still have the, you know, stoplights where it was these cars all go, instead of it being a slinky where the first car goes and then the second car slowly falls. It'd be a zipper. It would be a zipper where everybody, or a train, where everybody, as soon as the light turns green, the entire row of cars moves at the exact same speed. So would that render obsolete then police? Uh, it would it would definitely render obsolete truly self-driving autonomous cars that can function as a hive mind and all communicate with cars within a you know let's say half mile radius of them because I think that would be mm-hmm. far enough that yeah. would render obsolete traffic cops at the very least because there then would be, the a car focus would. Off. Right. Then the focus would then shift to actual crimes and not just chasing dollars, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of it, it is definitely arguable because any cop you'll ever talk to will say that no, the quotas don't exist in the police force. But I think the reality of the matter is on average, most police give out 
X number of traffic infractions on, you know, a, a monthly basis. And right. if you're not meeting that, you know, average number, then there's a question of, are you actually monitoring this closely enough? Because odds are good you're, you're seeing those infractions occur. Are you mm -hmm. not doing it? Are you pulling the people over and letting them off? Are you, you know, like, so in reality, while true quotas don't exist, as in yeah. you have to give out, you know, 30 speeding tickets a month or you're fired, the reality of the situation is there are some some quotas uh, of, yeah. of sorts. It's true. It's true. It's crazy uh, just thinking about things that we take for granted now that we're like, dude, in 10 years, they're probably not even going to exist. It's true. Uh, I like, think I think honestly, uh, education is going to change drastically with the advent of you know virtual reality. I think piling forty students, thirty students in a classroom to listen to one single teacher talk, right? I think that's going to change drastically over the next ten, twenty, thirty years. You know, because education. Yeah. Why, why should at this point, at this day and age, education only be available to somebody who is, has the means to, you know, get up in the morning and make their way to this building, this very specific institution and sit in a classroom and have all the, you know, the textbooks that are necessary, which by the way, textbooks to me are one of the biggest freaking you know, frauds in modern education, especially, especially college textbooks. I mean, it's just garbage that you should have to a new edition every six months. Yeah. New edition every six months or a year. And that every single time a new edition comes out, it costs two, $300 and that some classes require the newest edition. Right. Why? Why? Has the information really changed that drastically from, you know, a year and a half ago? Like, oh, yeah, we're studying Roman history. Has that changed a lot <laughs> in the last, from, from two, three thousand years ago? You're really, really figuring out some, some groundbreaking stuff in the last year and a half? Right, right. How long, yeah, how long can they freaking teach, the, like, like in, in terms of music, when we were, like, in high school and stuff, oldies was, like, 50s and 60s. Yeah. Now oldies is like eighties and nineties music. Yeah. And I'm like, what that, that now t take that information and transfer it into school. Like why do our youth now need to know what happened 65 million years ago? Yeah. Like that's so far away from them that it's, it doesn't matter. It's not, yeah. they're not going to soak up that information. And, and they do say that, those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. And I do tend to agree with that, that idea, because I think there's been a lot, and it's the same reason that kids don't want to listen to, you know, their parents or their elders, if you will. Right. And it's because in reality, 95% or probably greater of human experiences are shared across generations. Everything right. that I did, my parents are went through something 
very similar. And everything that they did, their parents went through something similar. And, I mean, honestly, that that obviously changes when you look at, you know, from me to my great-grandparents, who, you know, my great-grandparents probably legitimately came across on the Oregon Trail. Like, those experiences are very different, like, from that far of generation gaps. But generally speaking, people have kids between the ages of 16 and 35. So even if you you don't have kids until you're 32... Odds are good your kids are going to share pretty similar childhoods and experiences to what you experienced as a child as well 30 plus years ago. That's so, valid. And, that is that's, valid. That's why I say those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. That's true because recent history is not that different, you know. In the last 100 years things haven't changed so drastically. But I was having this discussion recently with actually one of my friends, I forget who. But they were talking about how uh, the chariot, you know, the horse-drawn carriage, the chariot, was invented, I don't know, in, in, I want to say it was like 2000 BC, you know, like 4,000 years ago. And for 3,000 plus years, the chariot, the horse-drawn carriage, was the fastest mode of transportation until in the 1800s, they invented the train, right? And then the train yep. was the, the hottest thing. That took almost almost 4,000 years, I think, to invent. Between that time, 4,000 years, to 1800, now if we look from 1800 to 19, like, it was like the late 1800s when the first automobiles came out, you know, so that was like 90 years, and that changed drastically, going from a steam-powered mm-hmm. train or a you know, coal train or whatever it was, you know, that that increased drastically. And then going from a car to an airplane and then an airplane, which was, I mean, when, when was the Wright Brothers' first flight, you know? Like in 1917? Yeah, it was 1903 was the first Damn. Flight. So, well, yeah, because 1917 came around. We had planes in World War One. That's true. Uh, I'm dumb. But... Continue. But from 1903, which was the first flight, to the mid-60s, they landed on the fucking moon? How does yeah. that happen? How does it go from a chariot taking 3,800 years to become a train, and then a train becoming a car, and a car becoming a plane, and a plane becoming a rocket, all within 150 years of each other? That's insanity. That That's is. Insane. So, So it goes back to, you know... Like, those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it, but I think history has stopped repeating itself in such long windows. History, you know, for a while, if you went back to 2000 BC, the people living in 2000 BC and the people living in 1000 BC, probably their lives weren't all that different. But then you hit the mid, you know, 1600s and we have the Industrial Revolution or the 1700s or whatever the hell it was. I'm not a history major. I don't know history worth shit. History pod. But, but to have that industrial revolution and have everything speed up so rapidly to the point where now literally all it takes to go to space is you have to be a billionaire. Like, and, or not even a billionaire. I think it's millionaire. You can buy a, a seat on a commercial space flight now for a couple million bucks. 
Like, that's insane. Yeah, that is pretty insane. You know one thing that'll always stand true? What's that? Alcohol. I think alcohol consumption's probably at an all-time high during uh, COVID and lockdowns and... What we were just learning recently on uh, on our seltzer sample Sunday from one of the websites that we found on one of our random seltzer cans that mm-hmm. beer started what twelve thousand years ago or something like that and ten yeah. no I think it was thirteen thousand I think it was like eleven thousand BC that beer was first made and mm-hmm. I would hazard a guess that beer made thirteen thousand years ago and beer made today are not all that dissimilar. Probably not. Probably not. Oh, man. Yep. Yeah, I mean, look at all the seltzers that are out there now. Look at all the look at all the companies that can just put alcohol in fizzy water and call it a seltzer. True. It's crazy. Yeah. While, they're not while, changing uh, much. They're not they're not reinventing the wheel. They're just yeah, while, while the medium may change slightly at the end of the day, it's all the same stuff. It's all and all these seltzers are all still malt beverages for the majority of the yeah. of the seltzers out there. Some of them, obviously, like uh, High Noons. High Noons offer true vodka soda. But yeah. for the most part, Bud Light, Corona, you know, uh, whatever seltzer you're looking at, they're all malt beverages, and they're all still yeah. made in a very similar process to the way beer is made. It's true. It's true. And for whatever reason, alcohol gets people through things. Like as as autonomous as the future may become, I don't think emotion is uh, something that will change much. And alcohol is always like that. Not that it's a good or bad thing. It could be bad. It could be good. But it's always that crutch that people lean against through tough times or think about like weddings and stuff they celebrate and they drink and they have a good time with alcohol i do think it's interesting the uh studies and research that are coming out right now surrounding what used to be considered like hard drugs you know like obviously you look at the 1800s and you had as your painkiller was cocaine-based, you know, drugs. And that's what they used as the doctors of the time as painkillers. Like, and Mm. then all of a sudden, you know, it becomes illegal and it becomes a class one narcotic substance or whatever it is. Yeah. And now they're starting to go the other way with it. And now, like like with, you know, what are they, psilocybin mushrooms or whatever it is? Those are are becoming a, a, a hot topic in the medical field. Where they're like, yeah, turns out these actually have some pretty positive side effects when it comes to, you know, especially mental health issues like mm-hmm. things like post-traumatic stress disorder and depression and, you know, any of these these mental issues. They're like, oh, you know, any of the mental health issues. They're like, oh, turns out these aren't necessarily just, you know, what we would consider have negative side effects. Like, turns out right. there's actually, you know, some decent use cases for some of these things. There's freaking doctor-regulated ketamine therapy groups now. Hmm. Where the whole group does ketamine, and then under the observation of doctors, 
It's like AA is my understanding. But they get in these groups and do ketamine together and then share their their deepest, darkest secrets. And I'm like, dude, ketamine? Five years ago, that was, was thought that? to be like... Like Special K? Wasn't that what it was called? Like ketamine? Yeah. Like, that was bad stuff. That was up there with methamphetamine. Yeah, and now it's like they're using it to help people get through whatever's going on. And it's like, damn, man. Yeah. <laughs> Not that we're provoking, or... Yeah, is that right? Provoking? Promoting. Yeah, Promote. there we go. Promoting uh, drug use or anything on that. We're a clean pod. We're a clean pod here. Um, <laughs> Other than alcohol, which could be Yeah, hard. alcohol. Right. Probably. It could be hard. Could, what if, you know what we should invent? We would be the first ever to have soft alcohol. They call it hard alcohol, right? Or beer. But could we make like a soft alcohol? I mean, at that point, aren't you just inventing like a liqueur? Or are you talking about like so low alcohol? You're talking about like 1% beer. I'm talking like O'Doul's, but with a little more kick than O'Doul's. Yeah, 1% beer, where it's like... It, it's virtually nothing, but, I mean, if you really wanted to, like, chuck, which, by the way, by the way, that got me thinking about a saying the other day. Uh-oh. What is, what is the saying about uh, how, in which order you should drink in order to not be sick, right? Please enlighten Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I never remember. Thanks for putting me on the spot. I think it's... Uh, Liquor before... Beer before- Never fear. What? It's liquor before beer, never fear. Beer before liquor, never sicker, right? That's what I always heard it as. Well, also, if you're drunk on beer and then you switch to liquor, you're going to have a slim wallet by the end of the night. Well, that's fair. I was I was always told, uh, especially when we were like bartending and stuff back in the day, you start with the expensive shit first. And then, as you're already tanked, you start drinking like sewer water yeah. to just well, keep the buzz the expensive going. Stuff, the expensive stuff that actually tastes good that you like drinking. And right. Then eventually, right, right. once you're drunk, you can just switch to goddamn, you know, Miller Light, and you won't care. Whoa, whoa, whoa! There will not be Miller Light uh, hatred on this pod, okay? <laughs> that is a solid go-to on. <laughs> For dads that wear white Nikes and mow the lawn, okay? That's fair. That's fair. I'm there will be no shaming of Miller Lite. I'm not I'm not hating on Miller Lite. Uh, no, but if you're drinking, like, Bombay Sapphire and then you go to, like, PBR, that's probably not bad on the wallet, but maybe bad on the intestines. But what I think, personally, when I thought about that saying... Because I went out last Friday and I had Ooh. a mixture of, I mean, beer and vodka and seltzers and rum and it was yeah. a bad night and I counted, I had way too many drinks and uh, I did not, to say the least, I didn't feel well the next day. Well, I'm we, sure. We shall say. But I thought about that saying and I go, why is it that, is there an actual reaction per se like in your gut that says yeah you should start with liquor and then you should move on to beer because it's less likely to make you sick i think that's bullshit i think the fact of the matter remains it's a lot easier to get fucked up faster on liquor 
if you're drinking mixed drinks or even just taking straight shots than it is to just pound beer and keep getting that drunk. I think that's the only reason that saying exists, personally, is because, hey, if you're already drunk, stick to something that doesn't get you even significantly drunker, you know, with small quantities. I think that's all that saying is. A lot of beer has a lot of carbs, and carbs metabolizes sugar. True. So if you're drinking a lot of beer, you're drinking a lot of sugar, essentially. True. And you have to drink more of it to get that buzz, whereas the higher alcohol content in hard alcohol is going to hit you quicker, not as many carbs, and it's going to be absorbed faster. Your body doesn't have to work as hard to break it down. So, really, a a hangover is just truly, in its essence, dehydration. It's just severe, severe dehydration, which is why they always say, yeah, all you need to do to cure a hangover is... Never stop drinking. I mean, drink water. Drink all day long. (laughs) No, that's why we're going to invent soft alcohol, where you can drink all day long and wake up the next day feeling fine. That's fair, but is it still good? We need to to invent soft alcohol that can still get you drunk, but you wake up the next day and you feel fine. It's like hard ice cream versus soft serve ice cream. Everybody prefers soft serve, but if you're in a bind, like, yeah, you're going to go for the hard, like, no? That's Is that backwards? I do. That's, well, I don't know. Maybe that's backwards. Maybe everyone likes the, like, craft hard scoop, like, uh, out of the freezer. ice cream, like, personally, my go-to is always, 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 100% of the time, Ben and Jerry's fish food, which is okay. definitely not a soft serve. But okay. that is my go-to. But I do love soft serve ice cream. Just like, a, especially from like, I don't know, even McDonald's and uh, and Burger King have phenomenal soft serve of just, you know, vanilla ice cream in a cone. Or if you go to Dairy Queen and you get it dipped in that chocolate shit that they Ooh. put on the outside, the chocolate, you know, cone, or uh, what is that? The chocolate, I don't know. What like shell? Was. Yeah, the shell. Thank you. The, the chocolate shell with the, the soft middle. Oh, that stuff is good. You know who's got good ice cream? Costco. Costco has good ice And they don't call it frozen yogurt anymore. They switched. It's no longer in the in the deli, uh, if you will. It is no longer frozen yogurt. It is really now. Yeah. Ah. Thought they finally cool. came to the dark side. They did. They did. Well, but they were they trying have- to pass it off as, like, healthy. And I, I was know. like, I, I mean, I preferred when they passed it off as healthy because then I could convince myself it was healthy to eat an entire like overflowing 16 ounce cup of ice cream and be like, it's okay. It's frozen yogurt. We're good. Yogurt's <laughs> healthy. It's, it's fine. Probiotics. I'm getting my protein and probiotics. Check that out. Although Costco, oh. speaking of Costco, they have convinced me that these right here, the adult multivitamin gummies, they've convinced me that those are healthy. Because they've got... Uh, Just a know, little bit of sugar? Uh, well, the first ingredient is corn syrup, followed closely by sugar, and uh, last th- the third is water. So it goes... Maltodextrin? Sugar, and then water. And somehow they... Sugar, put, sugar, water, huh? Yeah, it's corn syrup, sugar, and then water, and gelatin. Like, it's literally just sugary 
condensed jello that they've convinced me is healthy because two of them have 235% of my daily recommended vitamin B6. Why I need 235% of my daily recommended vitamin B6 is beyond me. And the fact of the matter remains, I take two servings a day, so I'm getting 470% of my daily recommended vitamin B6 because these fucking things taste so good. And not only that, I'm getting 4,166% of my daily recommended vitamin B12. Because yeah, but vitamin B is just like energy related. Vitamin B doesn't really get used. Whatever you don't use, you just piss out anyway. Well, I'm pissing out approximately 3,999% of my daily <laughs> recommended amount. That's some expensive piss. Because they're delicious. Dude, remember when we were kids, we ate the Flintstone chalk vitamins? I was not lucky enough to get chalk vitamins. I'm gonna eat another one. <laughs> Could you? Have, you need more energy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Don't even get me started on the uh, supplement industry, dude. I had a guy try to give me some stuff the other day. It was like a sample pack, and he was like, "Oh yeah, man, it's really good." And it's like in exchange of drinking Red Bulls and stuff. You know, you drink this and you'll lose weight. You want to know how you would lose weight drinking this stuff? Because it was just a take diabetic. a just take a gander. Oh yeah, yeah. Not only was it a powder you put in your drink, I'm pretty sure it comes out of your butt as a powder as well. Seven hundred percent of your fiber. Fiber. Seven hundred percent. How is that good for anybody? It's not. You're gonna be so you're gonna be so cleaned out that you're gonna feel miserable. Yeah. And you're gonna be hugging the toilet <laughs> for 24 hours straight. The first day you take that, I guarantee, is the last day you take that. <laughs> but all they need to do is get you to buy it once. Yeah, and you get like a 30 day supply, and then you're like, oh great, what am I gonna do with the other 29 and a half days? Uh, well, that was like when I went down to, uh, it wasn't GNC, I think it was a vitamin shop or a Nutri shop or something like that. And they sold <laughs> better, me, better than steroids. Yeah, well, they sold me, uh, I went down there for BCAAs, uh, branch chain amino acids, for those of you that yeah. aren't familiar. Um, BCAAs, which are just a good, you know, bit, to my knowledge, I don't know much about them. But they're basically just a, a, a good recovery for if you work out, right? They just help you recover, help your muscles recover from, because for anybody that doesn't know, I wasn't necessarily aware of this, but working out literally is just tearing your muscle fibers a little bit, it tears them a little bit, and then your body goes in and rebuilds the tears with additional muscle fiber. So then you go and work out again, and it tears the muscle fiber a little more, and it builds them, and that's how you get bigger muscles. And that's why getting bigger muscles is so hard. You can get you can get fat real fucking easy, because <laughs> building fat cells is no problem. But to tear a muscle cell just enough to the point where it can be rebuilt, but then worked out again two days later to tear yet again and rebuild, that's tough. So the branched-chain amino acids, the BCAAs, help that recovery process. I was also yeah. sold at that time uh, some 
some additional, like you were talking about, the vitamin powder, where it was literally just like dried fruits and vegetables that were then blended up into a powder and then you put them in a drink so you get your additional vitamins and nutrients from that. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, I was sold fish oil, um, which is, you know, just yeah. a, a, a an amino acid again, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, I was sold what was claimed to be better than steroids. He goes, the guy at the shop told me I never take this out of my personal supplement regimen. And so I went to, at the time, my my close personal friend, who also happened to be at the time a personal trainer, and I said, hey, what is this stuff? I don't really want to ingest something that I don't, he wouldn't give me a straight answer at all on what it was, but I was dumb enough to still buy it. And so you went and talked to a, a friend of yours at the time, who also ran a supplement shop. Mm -hmm. You also couldn't get a straight answer about what the hell it was, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically, uh, and it, it, it turns out at the end of the day, it was essentially just somehow legal anabolic steroids, right? Uh, I yeah, thought. it was, it was, I'm not sure they were anabolic steroids, but they were definitely not. If you would have pissed dirty, if you had to take a drug test, yeah, let's just okay. say that. Exactly. Okay. That's yeah. That's all. That's all that matters. So yeah. Uh, yeah, this, oh, this man. supplement, needless to say, the supplement industry, whether you're going to Costco and getting these, or whether you're going to, you know, uh, an actual vitamin shop or a GNC or a wherever, just take everything with a grain of salt. Because That's probably better for you, actually, to honestly, take things with a grain of salt. Honestly, yeah. it would be. Because you never know what the hell you're getting at those places. Five, five billion dollar business, and they've turned everything into powder and told you that it'll fix you, get yeah. you healthy, and make you look it's like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger if you so choose. Or, or the very same powder can make you look like Barbie. It just, <laughs> just depends who's buying. Make you put on enormous quantities of muscle. Uh, yeah. Or it'll just make you lose extreme amounts of weight to the point where you're They're like, oh, let's, oh, you're trying to gain weight? You want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger? We'll get you this BCAA, some protein weight isolate, and uh, maybe some like multivitamins, but for athletes specifically. Oh, oh you're trying to lose weight? We're going to get you a vitamin specifically for athletes, BCAAs, and oh, how about whey protein, protein. isolate? <laughs> What? It's a different order. This, Did you the hear the same that? fucking regimen, but for a, a man and a woman? It, in. it went from A to B to C. Instead, they're <laughs> to you, uh, C to A to B. That's it. And yeah. Well, I'm like, dude, I don't want country fried steak whey protein flavored. <laughs> Thanks, though. How did you even turn country fried steak into a powder? <laughs> they literally just grind up flank steak and flour, and <laughs> they're like, yeah, that's. It's a, it's your, uh, that's, that's your whey protein. I want us to conduct a experiment <laughs> and see how long it fucking takes to ninja or Vitamix or whatever fruits and vegetables to turn into powder. Yeah. Well, I think, so you have to, I think you have to dehydrate it. 
like oh, so you just blend it forever and then put it in an air fryer? Pro- uh, probably. Honestly, <laughs> I think I think honestly, what you could do is just blend the shit out of probably honestly just tomatoes, carrots, celery, and maybe I don't know, maybe something else, and then put it between two sheets of like cheesecloth and just put it in your oven on a baking sheet. <laughs> I think it would bake all the moisture out of it. And you would eventually just end up with a powder. And if that's not powdery enough, if it bakes down into some kind of like sheet, guess what we do then? Right back in the blender. <laughs> and then and you start go. again. Dude, how is how much powder is in a supplement store? Everything is powder. I mean, I would say probably more than was in Pablo Escobar's house at any given time. Or in the back of his plane. Yeah, that too. Yeah. That too. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much damn powder. A lot but people are like, oh, I can't go to this place because this place has a different wrapping paper on their protein. Yeah. It's like gas, dude. Oh, I only put Chevron gas in my car. Bitch, Maverick's gas comes from the same place. <laughs> it all comes. It's all, you see those it's all refined in the one refinery in town. You see those big-ass trucks that drive around with the two fucking tankers on them? You see that they go from Maverick to Jackson's to Chevron <laughs> to Costco. They go to all like, of them. And it's not like they change tanks in between going to the places. No. Oh, oh I run exclusively Supreme from Chevron. You're exclusively getting fucked by 40 cents. Every tank of gas. Every gallon that you're filling up, dude. What? Don't even come out. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, I only have to put Supreme in my car because that's the only thing that makes it run. You paid too much for your car. Yeah. Yeah. And they got you by making you pay too much every tank. It's just a reminder weekly that you fell for it. When you walk out the door with the keys to the fucking BMW, but they're getting yeah. it every time you go to fill that fucker up, Every too. week, it's a constant reminder that you bent over and grabbed your ankles and signed the dotted line. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. No one feels bad for you. Was it you that told me recently there's no such thing as 89 octane gas? That wasn't me. Somebody told me that, that all they do is they take the 87 octane and the 91 octane and they just mix it <laughs> as you're filling up and that makes 89 octane. Dude, that's awesome. Who gets like sense. who gets mid-grade anything? It makes sense. Like, why though. is mid-grade even an option? It's true, but have you ever seen any of those tankers that are filling up how many tanks do they ever have? They have two. two. They have two tanks. They have a 91 and they have an 87. I'm just oh, saying. They might, no they might have a diesel. They might have diesel. They do have di- I think the diesel truck that comes and fills up that tank is different. <laughs> Rogue's going nuts. Rogue is pissed about something. Probably because I left her home all day today and then now I'm sitting here recording. I know that could be fair. Hopefully she doesn't bite your juggler when you're asleep tonight. Yeah, that'll be all right. She'll just scratch me. That's it's all fair. good. Apparently, the other day, Macklin and Rex have been playing a lot, and I, I I've talked about my dogs a lot. But mm-hmm. Macklin is a border collie. He's about forty pounds. Uh, you know, he's pretty medium sized breed. 
Rex yeah. is a corgi, which of course is he's still like thirty two pounds. Like he's not a light dog. They're dense. They're just they're big dogs with short legs. People don't know that, but corgis think they're like a newfie or a husky or a you know. Anyway, they think they're big dogs. They just have short little legs. So when they play, they like to wrestle around. And Macklin, when he wrestles, he's a fucking octopus because his legs, he's a thoroughbred, and his legs just flail around. And Rex doesn't get that advantage. So Rex plays primarily with his mouth, and he bites Macklin around the neck a lot. You know, it's just, it's playful. They, yeah. They've never once, since we have since we have introduced them, never once have they actually fought. But, obviously, Rex has legs that are this long. I think I pointed it out the other day on Seltzer Sample Sunday that when he mm-hmm. lays down on his side, one leg just sits in the air because it's not long enough to reach the ground. <laughs> like, he's unfortunate. Uh. But, anyway, so Macklin has learned that that's okay. So, sometimes the other day when we were playing with him, he went and he almost grabbed Lauren by the neck. And he was just playing. But yeah. he... he you know, and he didn't he didn't bite down or anything, but he likes to open his mouth. Like in the morning, he'll yawn sometimes, and he'll put his entire mouth just around your arm, but he won't <laughs> bite down, he won't do anything. He'll just sit there with his mouth uh, just wide open around your arm. Well, he did that the other day on Lauren's neck, and it scared the shit out of her. But we were like, okay, no, that that is too far. That's strong line. You can yawn around my, my forearm all you want. That's fine. You've never once aggressively bitten down on anything anywhere, but you're getting a little too close in my personal space with the uh, sure. with the bite around the neck. But Rogue, on the other hand, German Shepherd, she could she could intentionally just do that and tear your jugular out. Yeah, so that's a pleasant that's a pleasant thought. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's why you need smaller right. dogs. Yeah, <laughs> she's fun. She's fun. Uh, pretty high energy. They say, I think, on average, uh, German Shepherds and what are the Belgian Mal- Malamute or something? Yeah, see that. Similar breed. Similar breed. Uh, they need up to or equivalent of eight miles of exercise a day. How the hell can you get eight miles of exercise? I'm like telling her, go run up and down the fence with the neighbor dogs. Like, I mean, when how- you guys... When you take her out to that little area behind your house that's, you yeah. know, enclosed with trees, you can throw that chuck it, the, the, the tennis ball, I yeah. would say probably at least a good 200 to, between. I'd say between two and 300 feet, I would think. Yeah. If you were standing on a football field, do you think you could get end zone to end zone with the chuck it? Uh, on the bounce, maybe. The bounce yeah, on, on, the, roll. on the bounce, you could definitely get it, but I think... I think you could throw it at least 200 feet, you know, yeah. with, with one of the, especially because I only have the mid-size chuck it. I don't have, right. like, there's the small one, there's the mid-size one, and then there's the big one. And I think with yeah. the big one, you could probably get it end zone. Probably. Zone. Yeah. So if yeah. you're running a dog, let's say on average 200 feet there and 200 feet back, I mean, shit, it would only take you, what, 13 times, 14 times before you're at a mile? Yeah, true. And usually if we take her out there, you know, we launch 8 to 10, and then we're she's tired and panting yeah. and so, so drooling all eight, over the place. 8 to 10 times, let's say just on average you do it 10, you're looking at 4,000 feet approximately, assuming every throw is about 200. So if you're looking at 8 miles times 5,280, I mean, what, you're looking at less than 
right at 40,000 feet, and if each one is 400, so you only have to do it 100 times a day. I mean, granted, that's a that's lot. That's a lot. It's yeah. obviously a lot. But if you do it 10 times, and then, you know, you take her out two, three times and play like that, that gets yeah. a lot of it. And then you go on walks for, you know, say you go on a one or two mile walk and... We do walks pretty often. And then yeah. and then dogs exercise on their own, obviously. Like you said, she goes out and she runs the fence. I'd say you yeah. probably between five and ten miles of exercise a day on her. Yeah. Not today. She hasn't gotten much today. That's probably why she's barking and making noise and stuff. Yeah. I she's, wish she's I wish bored. I even, you know, two miles of exercise on me a day. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I don't get the exercise I used to either, so it's all good. It's I was going to say, good. you're looking kind of small. I wasn't, I wasn't going to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think we... This was better. This episode 16, part D, was better. Part yeah. Part I would D. say, I think, I think there's one important thing we need to do before we end it, and I'm going to leave it up to you. I'm going to make it short and sweet. Do it. You guys, all, all y'all's cars smell like crap. It smells bad. I've been in some of your cars, and they smell bad. You know what you need to do? Swing on over to drift.co. Get yourself the scent of the month. I believe it's camp. We've talked about it on episodes prior. Uh, Get yourself something nice, you know, something that smells decent. It's not overwhelming. You don't have eight or ten of those little paper trees hanging from your rearview mirror. It's sleek. It looks good. Smells good. It'll make you feel good. It'll put you in a good mood. And while you're on their website, signing up for the Scent of the Month Club, use our code BS15 to save yourself some money. Share that code with your friends, your family, anybody you want. They all save money with it. So Drift.co for all your smell good essentials. Use our code BS15 at checkout. That's it. That was it. That was and it. And I think with that, we're probably wrapping up episode 16, part deux. <laughs> episode 16, part deux is in the books. Until next time, somewhere on the screen is Dan. I'm Jake. We are the Bullshitters. That was good. That, that was, was good. that was a little higher energy. That was much higher energy. I, yeah. I enjoyed that significantly more. I don't know. Jake, you were listening to the whole thing. What did you think? He said it was I, so, you know. He was listening to the whole thing? Well, he's just sitting in front of me. So we were hanging out before this. Uh, we went out to a, a little local brewery. Um, did you only have 